is episode 390 for September 2015. And if you're a fan of this podcast, I'd appreciate your support. I also appreciate the support that has been given over the past month by Alexander, Daryl, Sean, and Justin. They enjoy the podcast, and they enjoy our website, and they help support it by uh, logging on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlSpace.com. They looked for a button on the right-hand side that said support this podcast via PayPal, and you can send in some donations and help us pay the bills for those bandwidth costs that it takes to support all these MP3s up on our server. All right, gang, on with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our news for September show. Let's introduce who we have on the panel. What's going on, George? <laughs> All right. <laughs> George Albert down there in Texas. <laughs> and that's Ashley. What's going on, Ashley? Oh, not much. Cool. We got Zach. What's going on, Zach? Oh, watching my child asleep in her swing. Oh, the swings are the best, aren't they? Those are like... They just... They, they go to sleep instantly. Oh, I know, man. It's great. They need, like, adult-sized swings. Uh, you know, I think, George, we just need to get a hammock for them. They, they, like. have, they have them. <laughs> they're only in certain bars in Southeast Asia, Brad. Oh. <laughs> oh the wow. ones that he per- used to peruse at when he was in Southeast wow. Asia. <laughs> him and the 90s cartoon Kingpin were in Asia one time <laughs> yeah. with Patch, yeah. a.k.a. Wolverine. Uh, what's going on, J.R.? I wanted to do the reviews first, so screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be a big pouty baby the rest of the of the segment? Let's put, let's God put JR in right. I'm going to sit here and suck my thumb and hold my blanket. <laughs> or as we call it, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's and ironic. I, that's what Gabrielle is doing right now. Mike, you're the last one. Any funny comments after all that mess? I'm not a funny person, Brad, so I don't have all anything right. to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. You're just funny looking. Exactly. Funny. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Oh. Was that Zach or Mike talking? I don't know which one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's easier to come apart when they're doing Batman. That's funny. That's true story. <laughs> See, because I'm All the right. bail Batman, and he's what? The um, the one that's constipated or something. He's the, <laughs> he's the YouTube parody account, Christian Bale Batman. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's 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 uh, do iTunes reviews quick, and we'll get to the news items. We've got a lot of them. We had drama uh, with the iTunes reviews. We do have we drama. drama. I'm going to start, start with the one that's non-drama. This is a 5 out of 5 review. Dan Hybicki won, posted on September 11th. Uh, the subject title is Get Back on My Lawn. I've been listening to this podcast since the very beginning of the Superior Arc, and I must say, out of all the podcasts I subscribe to, which is eight, this is easily my favorite. The cast is great and well-rounded. As for the negativity, the only time I felt that there was an issue was when George said he hated Spider-Man and the X-Men because I really liked it. But then I realized it's all a matter of an opinion. So what if some people don't like what you like? It's a Spider-Man podcast, not the Ego Trip cast. Anyway, I just want to say that the cast is awesome, and they should keep up the great work, because the haters going to hate. Hate, thank hate, you. hate, hate. Thank, thank you, man. And, and you know when that happens, I just shake it off. Shake, shake it off. <laughs> hey, you forgot uh, the, the one by uh, Goblin Bone Zone. We didn't have that one on the last one. Are you sure? Yep. In in Trump's location? Is that what he said? No, uh, Spider-Man reviewed by Donald Trump's base. Oh, okay, I thought, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> did, did I read that one? If not, I, I can read it. I just told you you should read that one. I'll read it. Goblin Bone Zone, posted on August 13th. Headline, Spider-Man reviewed by Donald Trump's base. Five out of five stars. 
Who knew reactionaries could be so insightful and entertaining about Spider-Man? These boys and gal keep it a hundred about the books, and while some of the panels are, quote, glass half-empty types, they explain their positions remarkably well and have consistent viewpoints. Brad keeps the show moving along like the pro he is. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That's that's a lie. Our show I just put out, yeah. I really see the the listeners didn't hear you lace into us before the show like a drunken tyrant about uh, speeding, <laughs> speeding up through the show. Like, wrap it up, wrap it up. Wrap it up, wrap it up. Anyway, Brad keeps the show moving like the pro he is and finds a way to include everyone in the conversation. George is a tightly wound bundle of rage. You <laughs> <laughs> just made George's night. Uh, J.R. loved that. George is a tightly wound bundle of rage and frustration that lashes out with righteousness, indignation, and hilariousness. Hilarity. Hilariously. It's an adverb. <laughs> Who speaks for a living again? <laughs> Hilarity was a word, so I changed it to Hilarity? 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 What? And people say I make up words, so. All right. <laughs> and Douglas speaks for a living. Brad's flipping all of us off right now. In about five years, this will be a video show, and you can see it in person. JR is the voice of hopelessness inside us all. (laughs) (laughs) And by my laugh, I mean screw you, JR. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, that's what 26 years of marriage will do to you. Uh, Right. JR is Zach's going to find out. JR is reminding us all of the long departed times when the world presented possibilities. (laughs) Hilariously. 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 Say it with me. Hilariously. Hilariously. He needs to do his goblin voice more, and Ashley is the voice of the target demographic. Then there's the guy who had a kid. Congrats to <laughs> 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 That's the only thing I'm worth. I'm then there's that one guy. <laughs> Since episode one, but he's the guy that had the kid. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got his 12-inch scarlet spider and got busy. <laughs> oh, wow. George, are you ready to say the word? Yes. Right. In conclusion, Ditko News. Public phone zone. That sounds like JR's pickup this, line when he was single. Yeah, I know. I was, just, I was thinking that I, I'm not going to touch that one, literally or metaphorically. Oh, this guy, that, that, this guy gets me. He does. This guy understands he does. me. He has me pegged. Thank you, you, you magnificent bastard. Thank you, phone that zone. Was, <laughs> he compliments us, so we call him a bastard. Thank you, sir. Well, I you know, I mean, I, I love the what? fact that I've done nothing to contribute to the show but have a kid. Well, you, 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 you produce. There you go. He didn't even mention McNulty, so apparently he just straight up well, hates his ass. Me. I mean, oh. <laughs> I mean, I hear him uh, feeling all deprived and unloved, and well, it's all maybe maybe he got uh, McNulty confused with me. <laughs> or maybe he thinks things just like he wanted to say he likes the stuff I write, but you know. Didn't want to oh, what, what maybe, happened? <laughs> maybe he really, really likes you. He just doesn't want you to think that like he's stalking you. This that's is not a really what if, this is not a what if podcast. This is all what if, what if, what if. Well, it is okay, also see related to Secret Wars too. So, which is all what, what if we had a what if podcast? <laughs> what if we? Didn't? What was it? What was that part about Brad keeps the show moving along like a pro? Yeah, you guys need to shut up. No, I'm just kidding. Abuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's hop the pond before we go back to the United States. Some negativity. Uh, this one is from the UK. It's a very nice review, uh, posted on July twentieth, twenty fifteen. L 
L. Goldsworthy, 87 is the handle. Uh, the subject is a heavyweight in the field of podcasting. Five out of five stars. Quote, I've been a, I have been a bore, well, I have a boring job that allows me to listen to music or podcasts all day at work. I am a subscriber to many podcasts of many genres, and this is by far one of the best, well-produced, and dedicated podcasts I've ever listened to. Please ignore the people who say this is a negative show. It is not. It is simply a group of people with a deep love for this character who will not sugarcoat its shortcomings. When the book deserves praise, the panelists and the host, he capitalized those two words, I like that, will lay it on graciously. When it doesn't, they will explain why. That, to me, that is balanced, honest reviewing. On top of the, on top of that, the team is extremely knowledgeable with such members as JR, the show's Spider Yoda, and all around living legend. Whoa. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh man, wow. I better write that I better get that check out right now here. How do you spell that name? JR Fetter Sentinel of Liberty. <laughs> well, he did appear on episode four, which is kind of symmetrical to Captain America appearing in Avengers Four. And he also served with Stan in World War Two. Exactly. <laughs> Michael Bailey is being able to cite issue numbers and story arcs from across Spidey's history to give backstory to the listener or help explain a point they are making. George, who has unfairly been labeled as the controversial member of the podcast, <laughs> fan, who loves this character and wants it protected, giving honest and truthful criticism, with no thought to the overly PC mindset that others are terrified of even addressing in case they offend someone. He may seem a little crass, perhaps, but it is always from a natured place and never spiteful or vindictive. Keep doing what you're doing, sir. Ashley is a great addition and needs only to speak up and be heard over what sometimes can be a rowdy group. Because the moment she does get in the spotlight, she positively shines with wit and charisma. There, yeah, look at that. That was nice. And she if you, snorts. <laughs> and she snorts. Okay. It, uh, hey. Wow. Wow. Uh, if you're looking for a He's podcast, in the chat. <laughs> it's it's no one on the crawl space, folks. That's, that's a good hashtag. Keep it in the chat. If, if you are looking for a podcast to tell you how awesome everything that Marvel Comics is producing is, and how Spider Man is the best it is in years, this show is not for you. Yeah. If you enjoy the character, what to spend time with. Uh, if you enjoy the character, what to spend time with people who have a rich knowledge of Spider-Man and who love him as much as you do, this show is for you. I am eternally grateful for the thousands of hours of professional and joyful entertainment that is continually delivered with dedication and for free. You guys effing rock. Wow. Luke. Luke from the UK. Wow. Luke from the UK, you are effing awesome, too. That's really, really I, nice. I question. Did the teleprompter start uh, stop scrolling on you there halfway through in that iTunes review? No, he, he had a couple typos, and I tried to fix it mid-sentence, and I failed epically, and I'm glad that you pointed it <laughs> I out. I like the way Brad read it hilariously. I always love the UK reviews because I always just love knowing the it's fact that – really always nice. I always I like, mean, you know, well, yeah, but I mean I just like knowing that people listen to us and like, you know – I know that, that is absolutely so cool. Yeah, like, you know, going to work or whatever, or, back, you know, back when they get to their flat. Strengthening <laughs> Where they international have relations, that sort of thing, you know. Where they have, what, a dish, what, what, what was it, that Spider-Man story, they have a dishwasher or a sink in their living room? Yeah, or what, what? yeah that's yeah, looking yeah. for a flatmate, you know. No, JR's never pissed anybody off in the UK. That was only, that's only people from Sweden. Because <laughs> <laughs> he insulted ABBA, right? <laughs> 
I try to reach well, out to them and be cultural and talk about massages and meatballs and ABBA, and JR is like, you know, I hate Swedes. No, <laughs> all right. No, you were, you were unfairly stereotyping all Swedes as fans of ABBA. And yet both the people we you, talked to were into the same things I was just listing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep this show moving, as I said. Brad <laughs> tried to be a pro. Oh, yeah, yeah. I failed definitely within the first five minutes of this show, baby. All right. Uh, we have – this is an interesting one. I've never had this done before. We had a negative review. It was really kind of mean. I'm going to read it uh, now. I put it up on our Facebook and said, man, look how mean this guy was. The guy went back to iTunes and edited his review and gave us a higher mark because he thought – Anyway, he, let me he, read it. To he, he was drunk when he first wrote it, and he's like, "I guess he was drunk." Reviewed. Well, it he, up, he so. explains why he goes back to change it in in in, in his review okay. that he changed. Let, let's let's read the first draft. Uh, this uh, is by Writer Fan twenty two one five. He gave us one out of five stars. The subject is confusing, and quit asking me for money. <laughs> Okay, uh, quote, very grumpy old men review comics they don't like. Their language is hideous. <laughs> they keep asking for my money at the start of their shows and won't get a cent off of me. I don't know what you heard about me. Okay, get, get a job if you want to pay for bandwidth. <laughs> I have one. It's expensive. Uh, the one star is because I agree with them about Spider-Man's sexuality. <laughs> and race. Not needing to change. Other than that, stop buying the books if you hate them so much. I yeah, I can see why Stella left. <laughs> oh so all right, so he went back and uh, uh, punched it up a little bit better. So writer fan two fifteen. He now gives us three out of five stars. Subject title: Saw my review on Facebook. <laughs> he says, "Quote." I'm sorry if you thought that other review was hate-filled. I what would have made us think that? I wonder. I can you know, see how still it left. Oh, yeah, let's just hit him right in the nuts. Funny. It's like I got a gun to the guy's head. Anyway, I'm sorry. Quote, I'm sorry if you thought the other review was hate-filled. I was just pointing out the things I find could use improvement. <laughs> yeah, because that was very constructive criticism on oh, your part. That was great constructive. <laughs> Okay. I want to like the show because I agree with you on some things you say, particularly regarding the changing of Spider-Man's sexuality and race. I'm just not into that negativity. Says the guy who wrote that first review. <laughs> <laughs> hey, writer fan. Hey, writer fan. Thanks for giving us three out of five. I'm glad that you came back, and I bet you're left this still. We're glad, but, we're glad hey, you changed the review. And, and so, uh, hey, hey, writer fan, can I borrow a couple bucks? And, no, and, just and to make it clear, and Stella even said why she left. Remember, Stella okay. left a recorded message when she left the show. She left because Spider-Man sucked. Yeah. yeah uh, she, stopped, uh, she stopped buying the books cold turkey, man. Yeah, she just dropped Spidey altogether. I did edit that little sound clip she did. She does not like Dan Slott's writing, and she doesn't like where the the book is going. And she hasn't picked up Spider Man since Big Time. Yeah, no, and that I, years is that. Eight I don't even know if freaking she's years. I don't even know if she's wow. reading Marvel anymore. I think she's just like all DC now. It's all DC all the time. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get on to news. Thank you for everybody that wrote those reviews. I, I, uh, you know what? Here's a suggestion. If you're from another country and you're listening to this, I. Sometimes it's hard for me to find those reviews in all the other countries. Maybe shoot me an email and say, hey, heads up, Brad, I, I wrote you an email from a country that's outside of Canada or the United States. Or even join our message board and say that, hey, I wrote an iTunes review on the I wrote an iTunes review thread. 
There, that's a, that's a good suggestion. I'll, I will read it on the air. Or if you want to shoot me an email, crawlspacemail at gmail.com will uh, give me a heads up. Appreciate that. And everybody. don't let JR offend you. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start with news. Uh, this is one of the biggest things that happened within the last month. Uh, it seems Tony Stark <laughs> is going to have a new employee at uh, Stark uh, Industries or what, whatever Stark's Does that mean she, she's a prostitute now if she's a new employee? Whoa, oh, no. whoa. <laughs> hey, that's whoa. Her oh, Jesus sorry. Christ. Oh, oh my and Ben Stone. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can't believe how wildly inappropriate you are tonight. Uh, Cocaine, hookers. <laughs> no, chill. All right. Mary Jane <laughs> is going to be in the new Iron Man book written by Brian Michael Bendis. Tell, tell me about this, George. Uh, yeah, Mary Jane is going to be in the new Iron Man. <laughs> now, <laughs> All right. Next topic. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, as starting in December, <clears throat> and, yeah. and we've talked here before. About how it's it's okay that MJ's off with a uh, placeholder guy um, because Dan Slott doesn't know how to write her. What we have since realized in um, – or what we've since uh, realized since uh, Renew Your Vows is that it isn't that Slott doesn't want or doesn't know how to write MJ correctly. He doesn't want to. I mean he's proven that he can't. Maybe he's not allowed to. I don't know. Well, actually, he he did explain this. Um, if okay. you guys go way, if you think way back, I think in April, um, I think I believe even before Renew Your Vows started, he gave an interview with Comic Vine, where he essentially admitted that because of One More Day and the lengths that Marvel went through to breaking up Peter and Mary Jane's marriage, he kind of felt that Mary Jane in her current form was no longer fun to write. Because everybody knew that even if Peter and Mary Jane got back together again, it wasn't going to go anywhere or lead to anything. Granted, you can say that about every relationship Peter gets into. Almost in the story. Exactly, but yeah, but that was the explanation that he kind. Of, and I think he's there's another. I think he there's the same where I think he also explained another uh, word balloon interview. Um, where he was talked about one time how the Carly Coopers and the Sissy Ironwoods don't really have a chance in the Paris Bears and demerit to the Gwen Stacy's and Mary Janes. So I'm wondering if Dan Slott kind of feels like, okay, we have to get the new, what he feels like we have to bring in the new female characters or something as opposed to just. Yes, because this, they've worked so well. Well, in the past, exactly. Yeah. All it's going to do is make Spider fans pissed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of this. That's all it's meant to do. Well, here's. here's uh, we love the character. Mm-hmm. If Slot can't write her or is, doesn't feel that he can write her uh, sufficiently, what do you think of another writer having the character in another Well, book? here's here's what I th- – I'm going to tell you what I think about that, and I'm going to tell you what I think it, the ultimate plan is going to be. Okay. Okay. Um, I get that people are okay with Bendis writing her. I see a lot of people saying because Bendis has already written her for a long time. Bendis has not written her for a long time. Bendis has wrote written, a teenage. Bendis has yeah. written an alternate universe version of her that is not the character. So mm-hmm. stop. Okay. Second of all, it's true. Um, <clears throat> Marvel loves its little reality slaps. You know that that's what that's the term we got from Joe Quesada. Reality slaps uh, for its longtime fans. They just gave us a story that fans of the marriage liked. Uh, with Renew Your Vows. Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, and and now, you know, it seems like the perfect thing to cap that off with a giant middle finger. 
and have her go to Iron Man and get nailed by Tony Stark and become another notch on Tony Stark's belt. So you think you, you don't think she j- will just be a supporting cast? You think she'll be a love? Well, here's the thing. Okay, you have. This is what Marvel wants us to think, and Marvel could. You know, we, we've all seen it before. We're, we're familiar with Marvel psyops. Mm-hmm. Marvel obviously wants <laughs> us to think that they're going to wind up screwing. Okay, I'm sorry, Ashley earmuffs. <laughs> um, <What>? But <laughs> anyway. Um, and then uh, uh, Bendis gave an interview uh, recently, also I think like yesterday, uh, where he said, "Boy, that you know that Tony sure does love redheads." Um, so I don't know. I think it's like fifty-fifty right now. Fifty percent she becomes like a PR person for them or something like that, since she's already a celebrity. And then there's a, or fifty percent chance that uh, she sleeps with Stark and winds up getting the Marvel Universe equivalent of the Derek Jeter herpes. <laughs> well, here's here's something I want to post you just a hypothetical throw out idea that's tossed around because you mentioned you mentioned about a bit because Ben has said that before even before we knew about the Mary Jane moving in about how he has a thing for redheads. Yeah, you had talked the, about this already on the podcast yeah. before. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because I mean that was the, that's how this that's how the rumor started was right. when he mentioned that comment way back when, and so immediately people left to the conclusion, oh, he must be talking about Mary Jane because who other what other prominent redhead. From another comic book, is there really? I mean, aside from the ones he currently has, like Pepper Potts and Bethany Cave and whatever. But in the current, in the uh, current Iron Man comic, I don't know if any of you guys read Superior Iron Man. I did. I don't okay. bother with anything. It's not Spider-Man. Okay, so Brad knows that what happened between Tony and Pepper Potts in that comic—that there was a total falling out and stuff. And that's because Tony didn't uh, relinquish the the. Uh, the evil Tony, right? Like, yeah, the fl- so, the flip. So, person. so Tony Stark was being a dick again. Yeah, pretty much. More than yeah. usual. Wow, yeah. <laughs> surprise. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what I'm saying, what I'm suggesting is maybe with that comment about he likes the redhead thing is maybe um, because I don't know if you've seen if you've seen the preview art for Invincible Iron Man number one, he's also got another holographic assistant named you know named Friday, who is also mm-hmm. a redhead, and here he is hiring Mary Jane at who is another redhead. So maybe. Bendis could maybe in the comic, I'm just guessing here, that he could establish that perhaps that Stark is has like once subconsciously wants maybe Pepper Potts back and he's trying to look for sort of a replacement for her. Mm. And so Mary Jane kind of figures out that's what he's you know, what he's doing because remember she's got the psychologist. She was trained to be a psychologist once upon a time. This is this is a better scenario than what I fear. Mm-hmm. What do you fear? And what I fear is that Marvel is going to wind up having her get in bed with with Tony, because they know with, it'll. Marvel, think about this: how for how long has Marvel wanted to make Mary Jane less popular with Spider fans? Well, the they, thing is, no, no. <laughs> hang on here, and hang on. Now, let okay. me finish. Okay. They've tried to kill her. That didn't work. Mm-hmm. That wasn't popular at all. They've tried to make her bitchy. That didn't work. They did that in the, what, the, the 90s. There were different periods in the 90s where they tried to make her bitchy. They tried having her kiss another dude. They yeah. had another dude come on to her real strong, you know, after, yeah. after she kind of befriended him. Uh, they've tried to make this character less popular. It doesn't work. Spider fans love Mary Jane, and Marvel, can't, Marvel needs to just get over it now. But, here's, the, but here's why I would counter that with, with that <laughs> argument. Is well, I haven't even no- said what I think is going to happen. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. You, okay. I'll so what you. I think is going to happen is they're going to is that ultimately this is what's going to happen. They're going to have her wind up screwing Stark, or this is what I fear. Pardon me. I, I like I said, mm-hmm. this is fifty fifty that mm-hmm. they have her wind up in bed with Tony to try to make 
you know, her less relatable to Spider fans or make Spider fans not care about her as much anymore. And then maybe even try to kill her off because now they'll think, well, now it's just Iron Man fans who are really following her and the Spider-Man fans aren't even thinking about it. So maybe we just, you know, kill her off. But, okay, so what I would counter with that argument is one of the reasons why they're bringing Mary Jane into the Iron Man book is because they know she's a Spider-Man-related character, and they want, desperately want to make Iron Man their quote-unquote new flagship character of their all-new, all-different Marvel universe. So they're trying to hope that they can bring the Spider-Man fans over into the Iron Man comic to try to boost the sales of that. That's mm. clearly why this is being, one of the reasons why this is happening. Let, let's uh, open it up to the panel. JR, what do you think of Mary Jane and Iron Man? It probably isn't going to make you want to pick it up. All right. <laughs> JR, JR, we just tables. <laughs> JR, JR is so mad. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? I mean, you don't like Mary Jane to begin with. I mean, you're a fairly yeah, new reader, but of, I just, I guess it's being, I think it's being made a bigger deal than it actually will be. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. just they're trying to drum up sales. They want to kind of create a little controversy. And nothing much is really going to happen. Or, you know, they'll they'll put in some romantic tension to kind of, like, keep selling issues because mm-hmm. if, you know, if they think that'll sell. Yeah. And just kind of give a, hmm, maybe something to, I don't know, some, some controversies to define this new arc. Right. And, J.R., you're back. You were muted. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. I didn't want anybody to hear my snoring during that uh, <laughs> during that dialogue between Zach and George. Um, think, between Mike and George. <laughs> <laughs> Even J.R.'s doing it. Oh, man. You know, I, have to, I, um, I, um, I, I tend to agree with uh, Ashley. I think maybe more of it is being made than it ultimately will be. Um, but I'm... I'm <sighs> It's almost like I just I don't want to speculate on what's going to happen until I, until what October when these issues actually start this, coming out. December. <laughs> like the, this will be December. Oh, December. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say yeah, that's right because it keeps getting pushed back, right? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I, you know, so I'm I'm hesitant to speculate. I mean, it's it's obvious slots not going to use her. Uh, so I really, in a way, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I, you know, I don't. May, I really haven't thought about that. Is this going to make you pick up Iron Man? Absolutely not. No. What What do you think, Zach? Before we move on, I think Zach's with yeah. the. Okay, uh, uh, Jr. You've got this next top. This next. Uh, topic. I, 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 I'm sorry, I was oh. on mute. <laughs> there you are. Real quick, what do you um, think? I think that it's a. Um, you know, it's a stunt, but Bendis has done. He's been hot and cold lately. If it's yeah. like his uh, all new X Men run was early on, good stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. I do think. Are you gonna pick? Oh, go, no, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, oh, I was gonna say it'd be funny. It's like we're kind of talking about how new Peter Parker or new Spider-Man is kind of, you know, getting into Iron Man's turf, being the rich, you know, globe-trotting, you know, the the globe-trotting yeah. superhero here. It's like I don't know if they made a. Well, we have Iron Man getting MJ. It's like she starts to fill in the void that Peter leaves, and then we it's have Brady him places. places. The comic is where this is. Which won't yeah. happen, but it, it's <laughs> yeah. funny. Oh, oh, shucks, that Stark I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna throw the hell up. Like, as soon as I, MJ I, appears, he starts getting this streak of bad luck. and <laughs> Tony Stark, the everyman. Oh, oh there God. you go. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, JR, you've got this next one. They're, they're taking Gwen Stacy, and they're taking Deadpool, and like peanut butter and jelly, they're blending them to make a good sandwich or a good title. I, How's that for an analogy, Jr.? Take me through this. Gwenpool. 
What? Somehow I don't think anything remotely edible is going to come out of this. But, uh, <laughs> well, peanut butter and you jelly talk works. About, uh, you, talk, I mean, you talk about money grabs. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to friggin' God, why don't they just, you know, why, didn't, why don't they just go hit every street corner with a can and start shaking it or whatever, ask, you know, you, you, know, you got a quarter bud, you got a quarter bud or whatever. Uh, That's evidently what that iTunes reviewer thinks I do. <laughs> I think you could go work for Marvel. Why? Go ahead, Ashley. Why? Oh, no, I said you could go work for Marvel. And help oh, oh I, I thought you said it would work for Marvel. No, no, I said you could work for... <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. JR, what, take me for this. What's happening to Gwenpool? She's she's was on a variant cover, evidently, and it just... Well, good. Let's give every Marvel zombie a uh, separate title as well. I mean, because they were all on variant covers for a while, too, weren't they? Hell, Zach's been on a variant cover. <laughs> no, it was a deviant cover. but in- <laughs> Oh, my bad. <laughs> anyway, it's like, yeah, your okay. eyes do not deceive you. She's real, and she's making landfall in the Marvel Universe this November. And this, is, I, this is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Um She's going to show up in the back and as a backup in Howard the Duck, you know, <laughs> because, because, because you his, demanded it. Because his apparent his appearance at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy was so well received, we're going to give him his own title now. He's already had his own title for a while. Oh well, that shows you how you know. <laughs> I'm just owed out of it now, aren't I? Well, he's had his own title now for like four months, five months, something like that. Yeah. You're, you're the only one I know that picked it up. Charles. I like read number one, and boy, I wouldn't, wouldn't make that mistake again. <laughs> Even with extra Gwen Stacy in the back? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You sold him. There's so many Norman Osborn jokes we can make right now. Yeah. But anyway, so, there, there's just there's nothing to say. I mean, there, there's nothing else to say about this. I mean, this is just utterly, you know, this is... Can you, can you imagine the character introduced in the 60s becoming an assassin? Well, it's it, no, no. It's just, it's just. You know, here was this character who yeah. was was. Uh, I, I'm honestly, God, the whole idea. You know, everybody was offended because Norman Osborn screwed her. You know, everyone was just absolutely offended. You know, I mean that. You know, they, that uh, Spider Man's virgin princess got knocked off her pedestal, or, something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or or got knocked off the dashboards of a bunch of you know Spider fans' cars or whatever. Oh, wow! Uh, you know, she's been held so sacred, and then they did the Spider Gwen, and that absolutely took everybody by you know took the Marvel Universe by storm. And now it's it's almost like. You know, it's, they're going to be like the Federal Reserve. They're just going to keep printing more and more money, you know. And more Gwen comics, yeah. And it's going to become, you know, less. So whatever Spider-Gwen added, whatever Spider-Gwen was, whatever value, uh, you know, whatever enjoyment people got out of that is now going to be so thoroughly diluted, you know, yeah. because they're going to they're going to satirize this character in, in how many different uh, variations. Well, I mean, Deadpool is a hot seller. I mean, why? I, I can see the logic that they're trying no, to do. This, there is no logic. Well, it's the logic is to make money. <sighs> Ike Perlmutter probably <laughs> sat there from his throne on high at, at the Marvel offices and was like, "Oh, let's put let's put the uh, let's put Deadpool and Gwyn together. Yeah, let's do it." That's how he talks. <laughs> it's like uh, it. that's what I was, I was about to say. He's he's Israeli, not Slavic, but wow. anyway. <laughs> It's like they're Sorry. trying to create comics out of out of cosplays that people have done. Exactly, like people have come up with their own original covers. cosplays. Yeah, yeah. 
but, and then they make a comic out of it. Well, that's the thing because this thing initially, the whole thing with the Gwenpool thing, it was a joke variant from, from mm-hmm. what the they, so somebody well, in the there. Jokes on us. They're going to try to make the book. I know there was somebody or figure. Can you imagine what the origin of Gwenpool is? We're making books now based on joke variant covers. I know you, that's pretty sad. I mean, let is that sink in. Point, let's ask Spider Yoda. Is there a point in Gwen Stacy's history where she could, you could think she would turn into being a coming in assassin? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Was it? What, wait a minute. We're going to be talking about uh, no. That was Age of Apocalypse, wasn't it? I was about to say we one of those crazy ass X Men variant mutant semi parallel universes or whatever. You know, that was actually yeah. a good one, though. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. So, uh, I mean, maybe after she lost the kids from Norman, that she she said, "I'm going to become an assassin." Yeah, so she just becomes Electra. She goes from psycho, you know, bipolar girlfriend to Electra. Overnight, Who just bang Norman. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, though, I mean, this obviously is not meant to be taken seriously. I mean, this, this, oh, I, this, I this come, I mean, in a way, I mean, you know, we're starting to sound like the grumpy old men that that guy originally accused of his of us in his drunken <laughs> rampage. The grumpy old man that guy accused us of. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, see, I don't talk for a living. I don't get paid to talk for a living, so I can talk like this, you know. Um, but, uh,. So I mean, it's like we should. I mean, it's comic books. We shouldn't take it all too seriously. It's but it's just the fact that you know, jumping on. Yeah, it, this is what ruined the industry in the '90s. Jumping on crazy shit and just yep. running with it. Yep. You yep. know, I mean, and and it's like you know, put you know, make your effort into making your core books good. You know, I resemble so, that remark, Jr. You resemble. <laughs> because the '90s were all about the clones, and Zach is like a big yeah, clone. Zach oh, yeah, the 90s. Really? yeah. Uh-huh. Zach's the clone. Yeah, he's and, the uh, '90s greatest, biggest enabler. You know, in this, so. yeah, in, in this conversation, Jr. is 100% correct, and, and Zach's just a moron. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Just this hey, one conversation. I don't know whether that's. I don't know whether to be offended by that or not. We're moving on. We're moving on. I've got this next one. These are two of my favorite artists. Hell, of he all didn't time. play the music. He just moved on. <laughs> like a, that's like what a pro does. Baby. He keeps us moving like, along. Okay. Uh, two of my all-time favorite artists evidently were in a little bit of a, a, a tiff at a panel in Texas, of, in Texas of all places, Houston. Yeah. Uh, Mark Bagley and John Romita Jr. were on a panel, and they were talking about uh, working on Spider-Man and working at DC, etc. And Bleeding Cool had an article, and, and they said that the, the two were kind of, kind of rude to each other a little bit. So I found the clip up on YouTube. I posted it. And... Um, Around the twenty-minute mark, the uh, the two it got a little tense, and, and you know it's kind of like when when uh, us guys and gal are on the the, the show together, we we sometimes make a joke, like George just did of Zach, and sometimes they don't go over well. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have George half the time, but that's okay. All, all, my, all my jokes <laughs> go over really great, unless you're unless but, you're Zach, and mine but, don't. So. But sometimes, you know, we do this monthly, but I, it's it's not known how often uh, Mr. Bagley and Romita Jr. Uh, hang out. So sometimes when you take a shot at a guy, it doesn't really go over that well. And, and uh, there were a couple wife jokes, like uh, your wife would know such as like that. And then and John Romita Jr. said, oh, this guy's having sex with farm animals at one point in this video I, I saw. Uh, and... Uh, Ramita Jr. calls Bagley a pain in the ass, and they kind of say it jokingly 
but in this video you can kind of tell that there there there's something there like there's a bit of uh animosity yeah, animosity, a little, a little pent-up frustration because you're talking about my wife and farm animals, evidently. Anyway, I've, I've interviewed both of these guys, both really, really nice, Bagley in person and Romita on the phone, and uh, it's just kind of sad. It's like your your brothers are fighting. What do you What do you guys think of the video? I didn't watch it. Okay, thanks for that contribution. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who watched it? Who can comment? Are you kidding me? I read the article. I didn't get to watch it. I from yeah. Comics Pros, man. I, I don't. Well, I mean, I, I, did, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it either, but it's like, you know what? Two guys, I, I, you know, they had microphones stuck in front of them, and, you know, something, something went wrong. I mean, right. you know, people, people who get along with each other sometimes piss each other off. I mean... It's just, it's just not news. You know, I, I just don't really think it's news. You know, it, this it's just, is... It's not as sexy, like JR says. It's not news. It's not as sexy as like the uh, JMS uh, Mark Wade slot thing from a couple of years ago. <laughs> right. Remember that fiasco, JR? Oh God. Well, I think it's more news to a Spider-Man site than it is any other website, mm-hmm. so that's why I put it on there. Well, and, but it's just kind of it's just kind of sad to see it, the video. I'm, I'm well, sure they toss it out after the panel. The um the thing about yeah, those, have you, for those of you that have never been to those spotlight panels, which is what I'm. Uh, from what I read, this was what it was, was a spotlight panel. I mean, it's very f- free and loose, but <sighs> I knew that was coming. Uh, you know, they're more extemporaneous in, in their in their structure. So if they had had a moderator, maybe the moderator could have gotten control. There was There was a moderator. Oh, there was? Yeah, there was okay. a gal up there, and she was... Uh, well, I'm completely talking about my ass, then. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We've got a pill. Uh, all right. We'll move on. Um, Zach, you've got... Oh, well, yeah. Well, let's do Zach, and we'll do Mike next. Uh, Shashan returns. Yes, everybody's favorite sandwich-making uh, physical therapist is uh, returning yeah. back to back to the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Last time we uh, saw her, we she was, our, she was Flash Thompson's physical therapist, brought back by... Um, Shane, Wise- Greg Wiseman, shameless plug of uh, Spectacular Radio fame over on spy-dude.com. Um, oh, you pen. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from you, Brad. Who, I mean, yeah, thank you very much. It's not easy, is it? Not <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we, uh, Shishan is returning this fall and uh, because absolutely everybody demanded it. Well, it's it, she's going to be in a book called Star Brand and Night Mask, and these were two new characters. Well, uh, a rebranding Star of two Brand new characters. Goes back to what new universe, isn't it? Yes, she, uh, yes give, me, does. give me a second. Yeah, give me right. a second. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Star Brand and Night Mask. They were introduced in uh, Hickman's Avengers run, and they're uh, ri- originally introduced in the '80s by Jim Shooter with uh, the new universe, Star Brand. Uh, John Romita Jr. to segue was the artist on that with Jim Shooter writing it. Night Mask. I always thought Night Mask was like a takeoff if Nightmare was a superhero. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Zach Starbrand and Night Mask are going to go to uh, Spider-Man's uh, high school. Is that right? Yes. Or is it uh, college? I believe it's uh, ESU, which is Empire oh, State University. Was- For those of you that don't know, is not actually a university in New York. Um, <laughs> you looked. No, no, no. Did, did you not know that until like two weeks ago? No, no, no. no. I, 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 we were having a discussion about when we were kids. I thought that Empire State was actually a, a university until I've sadly mistaken. I kind of did too. I've never been to New York, so I didn't. Yeah, know. I think it's but based off NYU. There, there's a lot of Spider-Man uh, supporting cast members along with Shashan that, that uh, Weissman's going to put in here. Yes. 
according to the recent CBR article, let me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Kenny Kong, which I'm, I'm curious if that's going to be the Ultimate or the uh, 616 version. I'm going to assume that it's going to be the uh, 61. Well, we don't know. Should we call it 616 post-Secret Wars? Because didn't the 616 die? Who knows? We won't find out till December, till Secret Wars, the last issue comes out. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you got Kenny Kong, who, um, for those of you that have watched... Spectacular or spectacular Spider-Man, not spectacular radio, because you can't watch that. Um, he, he he always had a lot of fun with Kong, so I, I'm not surprised to see that that uh, Kenny is is a part of the supporting cast. Kenny was the big uh, uh, jock, wasn't he? Yeah, he's the big jock that uh, yeah. ultimately discovered or figured out that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Wasn't he and, gay too? No, he no. was dating Kitty Pride at one point. Oh, I was pretty sure he was gay. I'm sorry. I think you thought every character from the Ultimate Universe was gay. <laughs> wasn't, there, wasn't there a character in there that was like a gay or lesbian character? I think Colossus. it was... Uh, well, Colossus was gay, but also wasn't uh, maybe that's Geldof? Wasn't maybe, Geldof? That, no, maybe that's what I'm thinking of if it was Colossus because of, because of the Kitty Pride thing. Again, I didn't read it. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also some characters... What did I say? I said uh, Tiny McKeever yeah, uh, which premiered is, during wow. Untold Tales of Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean that that you talk about an obscure yeah. Spider-Man character. Uh Tiny, he only I mean he was basically a background character that uh, Kurt Busiek came up with and uh, right. really expand upon. If you haven't read by the way, uh Ashley, if you've not read Untold Tales of Spider-Man, uh there's an omnibus out there, you might be able to find it at a half price discount. You can buy oh, the singles oh, probably cheaper. More money. <laughs> but uh the, the, the singles, uh, they were originally 99 cents was the cover price. So if you can find them for pretty cheap, in the 90s. you can uh, get, get get stuff. And the other member that I thought was uh, pertaining to you, Zach, was uh, Professor Warren. There's a jackal going to be back? Oh, God. You know, I, I don't <laughs> – yeah. Uh, the Professor Warren – here's the thing, because there's a principal – there was a, the, uh, Mr. Warren who was a teacher, and then you have Miles who is his brother. Yeah. So if it's if it's uh, principal slash teacher Warren, uh, who you know decided to get his doctorate, maybe I don't know. It's kind of a good tease though with uh, with Greg Wiseman doing that interview. I, I have because I, I like New Universe back in the eighties. I guess I'm one of the only ones that did. But um, I really wasn't going to pick this book up. But there with the name Wiseman on it. And Shashan and all these supporting Spider-Man characters. I'm going to pick this book up. I, you know, I mean, uh, I'm uh, look. I, my job is to try to support Greg as much as possible. I've already brought both his books. I haven't read them yet, but I've already brought both his books that he's been hawking on my podcast since the beginning. Nice. But uh, yeah, definitely picking this book up just because uh, I, I want to see what uh, what he's going to offer and and, and uh, how he's going to write these characters again. Yeah. Anybody else interested in this book? It sounds like like a Spider Verse of supporting characters. Yeah. A bit. I mean, it's basically he's taking these characters that have been on the shelf for a long time and, and dusting them off. And well, it is funny that we're more interested in the supporting cast than the main two. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, were you saying something? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, the, uh, if if Wyson's going to write it, yeah, I'd definitely love to check it out. Oh, you you are a big Spectacular Spider-Man oh, yeah. fan. I yes, yeah. So you'll huh. you'll be picking it up too. So That's three people picking it up. Very nice. So. 
uh, Star Brandon Nightmask coming soon. All right, Mike, uh, the Marvel Creative Committee has ended. What is the Marvel Creative Committee? Well, technically, it hasn't quite ended. Well, I'll explain. Okay. Uh, explain. If you, if you, anyone who is following sort of the Marvel, Marvel movie news, they know that there has been some issues involving uh, the guy who's been the head of Marvel, Ike Perlmutter, and Kevin Feige. Uh, they kind of, well, initially how it worked is that Kevin Feige had to report to uh, Ike Perlmutter in terms of pitching any kind of movie ideas or related projects. Not anymore. Now, uh, Kevin Feige, he's going directly to, reporting directly to Disney. But there was another group that he also had to go through, which was, quote, quote, the creative committee. Um, And these were guys that were basically um, composed of uh, folks like uh, Alan Fine, uh, Joe Quesada, I think Brian Michael Bendis was on there, and Dan Buckley. (coughs) And and basically their job, this committee's job, was basically to try to coordinate all the different movie projects to see how they could tie together, which sounds fine on theory, except they've run, except oftentimes there's been, depending on which source you you talk to, there's been kind of back and forth issues because sometimes they would kind of up with this committee would come up with some notes like oh make sure you make references to uh, age of ultron in this film or uh, cat or the avengers in this movie um rumor has it this was also th- it was a result of this committee that the reason this is the reason why edgar wright was not able to direct uh ant-man because he got so sick of these guys trying to keep telling him what to put in his movie um so as part of what happens as a result of this is um as part of the, of the restructuring here, the creative committee is, is quote, um, that Perlmutter and the New York side of the company of the committee will not, will not be disbanded, but its influence over Marvel movies will be nominal at best, which means basically, yeah, you're cut out of the movie-making process. However, in terms of the TV shows like um, – uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Netflix stuff like Daredevil and the upcoming uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and stuff, they're still going to have a part of art in that, that project. But right now, as far as the movie concerns are concerned, it's all Disney. It's all Kevin Feige going in Disney and everything with, their, with, those, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe pro- projects. Right. So, Any comment on this gang? When I first heard about this, my heart skipped a beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I read it because at first I thought that it meant that, of course, that, that they had shuffled away Quesada, <laughs> Buckley, and Bendis, and I was like, oh, I, I was like, uh, I was like, you know, uh, uh, Mary Julie Andrews in and uh, Sound of Music, you know, <laughs> running through the running through the grass and everything along the the mountainside. Were you, singing, were you I actually mean, singing you, "The Hills Are Alive"? We, yeah. George, we may, we may disagree with the, what they do in the comics, but their da- their movies are damn good, and if they had a part uh, in that process, I, I applaud them, because I've liked if the movies. If I had to lose, lose their involvement in the movies to also lose their involvement in the comics, I have no effing problem with that. At all. <laughs> so, uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. basically the editor's boxes for the Marvel movies, right? They were. Pretty much. Yeah, they were. Yeah, pretty much. Now, yeah. now, they're, now they get to watch from the sidelines. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, they were like, well, you can't do this in your movie because this happened in the comics. Yeah, they're pretty, they're, their, Is, job, okay. their job was to make sure that all the, that basically make sure you kind of. And, and part of the thing is that this, that this is what kind of stalled a lot of production because of the fact that they kept taking too long to try to get their creative notes in. It got to, and also, 
another big complaint was that there was a point of this is that Kevin Feige was almost left yeah. this group because there was an you issue, don't want that yeah there you was don't an issue that. over the budget in terms of both Age of Ultron and also the upcoming uh, new Captain America film like they were that there was something like oh was it well that was that was a Feige his, that was a pro, that, boss that was Perlmutter yeah too. Yeah, 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 but there was also, the, but the, but also the creative committee. There was also issues with that too, and they got because they were involved okay. in that whole mess as well. So, yeah. Right. Well, but, also, supposedly Perlmutter was the. I, and if you had said this before, Mike, I, I'm sorry, but I didn't hear uh, if you did. Uh, was also the reason we didn't get Black Widow toys. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, good grief. Yeah, that he basically his position was that he, that female car- that female uh, superheroes can't sell. So. Well. Yeah, so don't bother. Yeah. You know, and what doesn't make any sense is, is, is Marvel bought was bought by Toy Biz, right? Yeah. That's how they I own got into the bit. Yeah, is where he yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, but they then they licensed it out to Hasbro, so he has zero influence over the should have zero influence over the toys. That's stupid. No, no. When, when he, you have to understand, he he took over the company. He, yeah. I mean, he he was right. he was like the head honcho when Disney bought them. Yeah, I know, and, and and I was also reading he's also the single largest Disney shareholder out, uh, mm-hmm. even more so than uh, Steve Jobs' widow, which is amazing. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> no, I think I think Steve Jobs' estate and all the tributaries of that. I think it's are larger. I think Perlmutter is the largest individual shareholder. At least that's what oh. I thought. So. Yeah, he's okay, majority okay. shareholder of the company. Yeah. But it's still a puny share. I mean, you know, what? You know, it's still less than five percent. I think so. Well, I, I mean, I guess we could, if the movies start going down, not downhill, but if you notice a, uh, a change in the uh, what, 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 what am I looking for? Continuity, it? maybe. I, th- I think it's, the continuity. Yeah, I mean the 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 lining up with the comics a bit more than they should. I don't know. I, I, well, I think it's, I think it's going to get better. I think uh, Mikey okay. has much better story instincts than Quesada will ever have. I also okay. I also think it's sad that uh, these guys, this creative committee. Took more time, uh, took all this time to make sure all the all the continuity was correct in their movies, but they can't even make sure the continuity is correct in their own damn books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking that too. It's just like that's just a yeah. lot to have on your plate to be a full time editor, you know, or you know, writing and editing uh, the, the Marvel universe, and then yeah. doing it for the movies too, which is its own you know little mess. Well, to me, yeah. I mean, what what does Joe do other than be a figurehead for the publishing side. Like they created a position. I don't just know for I, him. I, I think he. I imagine he does something, but we. I, just I wonder if he still is. tells uh, Alonzo what Alonzo can and can't do with different characters. Because you have to no. understand that that's his title. He is the chief, cre- like the chief creative officer. He was the chief creative officer. Yeah, that's why he was on the he why and, on this committee. Yeah. But, and, yeah. and so it makes me wonder how much influence he still has over pub. Well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Alonzo is just a yes man to Quesada. It's, we're still in the Quesada regime right now of Marvel. Um, let's uh, let's start moving on. Okay, uh, we've got uh, Garfield. Uh, Andrew Garfield's talked a bit about losing the Spider-Man role. Ashley, you've got this one. Yeah, well, uh, joining uh, Quesada and Bendis and the rest on the sidelines is Garfield. Yeah. Is nice segue. <laughs> yeah. You should be on television. Look at that. That's awesome. That was great. And he comments on, uh, you know, his position on the sidelines now. He's uh, in a brief interview with um, Uprox. Uprox. With two uh, X's. Uprox, yes. Uprox. Uprox. Okay, I didn't know if there's some special way to pronounce it. A prox. Rhymes with, po- a prox. Rhymes with pop rocks. A, pro- a prox. A prox. 
She doesn't know what pop rocks are, McNulty. Come on yes, now. I do. Who do you think you're talking to? Ooh. Oh, my God. She will fight you IRL, bro. IRL? In real life, bro. Oh, you're only, you are too old to be using IRL, George. What are you, IRL? LOL. What the hell? I, I, I've spent more time on the net than you have. <laughs> that's what it is. I understand these terms, you know. Like, like when I said, like, like those few times when I said, you know, Coral for Carl on The Walking Dead. You kept correcting me. No, Carl, Carl, and I'm saying I know what the boy's name is, Brad. On the streets here on the internet, we call him Coral. So, All right, so George is go- trying to say he's on fleek with this. So, yes. oh God. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to throw any shade towards George. Okay. Anyways, wow. anyways. But, um, Garfield in this interview elaborated on some of his uh, his work behind the scenes of the Spider-Man production, or you know, that they made in Spider-Man movies. So he revealed that he had been um, he had been really behind the uh, uh, Sony teaming up with Marvel to to get the Spider-Man movies right. So he he said he was really happy that this had finally happened. You know, he said they'd been petitioning for it for a while since the very beginning, even, and he's glad that it's finally happened. Is finally going to happen. Um, as far as beyond that, he kind of hints towards some of the stuff that he was gonna that was gonna happen in Amazing Spider-Man three. That he had been, it looked like it was going to go in kind of a, a darker place after you know following Gwen's death in the second movie, and he was gonna kind of, I guess, do some maybe soul-searching, you know, he was going to be Peter kind of finding himself after that and how to move on. And there he said it was going to go to some pretty heavy places, and he was he was very excited for it to be involved and in working on it from the ground up, you know, just going doing these, um, he said he was workshopping ideas with the writer and everything. So he was going to be really involved in this, in this uh, and he was going to have his hands in it all the way. And he's kind of excited to be a fan again. He said that he can watch. Yeah, that he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna be watching it on the sidelines. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody wish Garfield would have been in the new Marvel movies? Nope. What? No. You just think he's too old? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's completely too old for the age they wanted to go with Peter Parker. Plus, Mm -hmm. Garfield. And here's the thing. And I know a lot of you Spider fans listening to this out there loved Andrew Garfield. You think he was? I did. I I I like that. I know that. And, and I think he was great in the second one. The, the problem in the second one was not his acting. No. Um, no. But here's the thing about that. Garfield did not want to come back. Mm-hmm. This is important to remember because I've, I've, I've seen on so many different movie websites, you've got, oh, so many pissed-off fanboys and fangirls just cursing about the fact that Sony and Disney wouldn't let Andrew Garfield back, and they fired him and all this other crap. He did not want to come back. He he already said he was only going to do three, and if you read those Sony emails like McNulty and I did, mm-hmm. he kept trying to say, okay, well, I'll do the Sinister Six movie, and then I'm effing done. The, uh, yeah, because that's my third film. <laughs> I'm that's out. Right. That'll be my yeah. third film. Set me the F free. <laughs> he does not – he did not want to return to the or, – or keep going with the franchise. He wanted to do that one last picture, whatever the F it was, and get Sinister out. Six, yeah. Why? Because he probably hell, he's working with Martin Scorsese now, Brad. Now, that's why. <laughs> Wants to go on to more high-profile stuff. Yeah, 
Uh, Garfield had another interview. Uh, Mike, you've got this one. This one he talked good. Good. This one. Uh, I I had to ask uh, Mike what a pansexual is. Yeah, that's probably why I got. I've never heard the term pansexual. Get ready for the one star reviews for that one, folks. Oh my gosh! Do I gotta? I have to explain what this is. Let's be kind. Okay. Um, a pansexual is very much like a bisexual. Um, there, but there is a slight difference. Um, people who animals. Are, no. Oh, stop, Jr. Good guy. There we it go. It doesn't involve animals this time. No. Um, bisexual. The word pan mean? Okay, I, that's what I'm going to explain, Brad. Okay. Uh, bisex. If a person is a bisexual, usually describes themselves as a bisexual. They usually say that they, even though they like attracted to both sexes, they usually have a particular preference for one or the other. Pansexuals do, they don't, it doesn't matter. It could be man, woman, transgender, whatever. In other words, um, to give you an idea, an extreme example of this, think uh, Captain Jack Harkness from Doctor Who. Um, Doctor uh, John Borman, guy who plays, uh, you know, Merlin and Arrow. You're, you're talking to Brad. Brad doesn't know this guy. Yeah, I don't. Everyone I, okay. on the podcast except everyone else. So, so he could be attracted to a man, a woman, or a transgendered person. Is that yeah, what it's, it's basically it's all equal okay. sharing things. So yeah. anyway, the okay. context okay. of what the quote is, uh, what Gar- Garfield is talking about, um, where he was asking, uh, you know, is an interview with Mike, not me, but a website called Mike. M I C. M I C. That's probably another reason. K E Y. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I knew it was coming. That's the sad. Uh, thing. The sad thing was I knew it was coming. <laughs> you know me too. Hello, boys and hey, girls. <laughs> Actually, that's Goofy. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, would okay. a pansexual be attracted to Mickey Mouse and/or Goofy also? Well, no, he, as long as it's consensual, Mickey, as as consensual. Minnie, and Goofy. well, that's the thing, though. I mean, they're animals, but they're anthropomorphic. Oh God, mm. are they sixteen by nine? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought this wasn't about animals. No, no, it's not. I'm sorry, I got off on Goofy. But, they, but they're talking about animals, so it's like, you know, I'm so sorry. Anyways, anyway, what's, what, here's the, you want me to read the quote? I, you got I, it? I've got the quote. Okay. Take the quote. This is what Garfield okay, said. This in is Garfield saying, he says, I'm excited to get to the point where we don't have to have this conversation, where we can have a pansexual Spider-Man. The richness of the world we're in, the diversity of the world we're in, look at the animal kingdom, and you see exactly, it Exactly, that's what I was saying. <laughs> Okay, you look you look all over. What are we so scared of? Why are we so no, it has to be this way, a man and a woman. Why is that even a conversation? We're scared of things that aren't us. Love is love, skin is skin, flesh is flesh. We're all wrapped in the same thing. I have no preference. Okay. It's like a haiku. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like a haiku. <laughs> flesh is flesh, skin is skin. Uh, wow. Uh, sounds like something the cult leaders of, from the, for the next article are going to be talking about. Oh, man. You want to open this up? I mean, there, there's a point where... I don't, where open this I don't know uh, if we should... Before open. we move on, the better. Somebody's going to say something in a minute. I know, this but is I'm twisting so my fingers here. I know, can already there's tell. There's a point where you're so far away from the norm of what we know as Spider-Man... I am okay, pinching my arm right now. Because I was th- okay, I was thinking on this because I actually had to read this. With due respect, I mean that. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking in some ways. I under. I think his point was it wasn't so much the idea of like, oh, he has to be pansexual or something. But it, it's obvious he's he's one of the things that the idea that doesn't matter should matter if he's who what what who we cast Spider Man as or something. But at the same time. Uh, no, his interests would be different. Well, that's what the, I was getting at. He, it, it, it sounds like he's speaking from. I admit this might be 
Flash. Say. Flash, why are we fighting all the time? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Oh, my what? God. I knew this was coming. <laughs> Flash, yeah, why can't Flash. we just make sweet love? <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I don't know. Like a mini pl- splash fix. <laughs> Let's talk. So this would be Spider-Man as written by fanfiction.net. Oh, yeah, this, is, this is Spidey <laughs> slash fiction. Oh my, yeah. Oh, um, but I was thinking Garfield's talking about. Yeah, I, it's just that I think that Garfield's speaking from like more or less an actor standpoint because well, we were talking as we just mentioned. I mean, he kind of wants to try to be something like. There's comes a point where the actors kind of feel like they want to be challenged in roles and they want to take on some very things to take them out of their comfort zone and um, something that they're not maybe, you know, that they are not and everything like this. I think that, but as opposed to a story or filmmaking direction, mm. yeah, they could do this, but then at the same time, it does bring a different, con. you know, there's sometimes it can bring a different context. I'll take an extreme example of this. For instance, the Fantastic Four film. Remember the controversy about that when they cast Johnny Storm, um, you know, as Michael, Michael B. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Did he like dudes in that too? No, no, no. He was actually the best thing in the whole movie. But I mean, that's beside the point. Um, was, it, was it hard to have a best thing in that movie? Was it that? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. By the way, he looks great in that Creed movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. mean, that Creed movie looks awesome. Yeah. Anyway, back to the pansexual. Okay. So, sorry. so anyway, <laughs> I've never uttered that sentence before. <laughs> okay. But what I was saying, but the thing is, at the time when he was cast. Okay. I mean, I think everyone knows this, is that when, and they also cast, um, oh gosh, I can't quickly forget her name, about who cast a Sue Storm. Um, uh, House of Cards. Kate Mara. Kate Mara, yeah, thank you. Go. Yeah, and they're saying, well, how can Johnny Storm, how can Johnny and Sue be sis- have brother and sister? I mean, one of them has got to be adopted, or the other one has to be, you know, you know, from a previous marriage or something. Well, then the film had to, did actually have to explain that. So they had a whole scene where Susan... Sorn Why? Was, Why do they have to? Why can't we just be haikus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> flesh is flesh, skin is skin, yeah, yeah. whip is but whip. That's, one of my point, <laughs> that's my point is that, 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 that if, you do, if you do are going to introduce that element, though, I mean, you're going to have to kind of address it. I mean, and plus, I mean, for example, the, if you took it, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, let's say, for example, um, you're taking the example that Peter Parker in that film was played by Andrew Garfield was pansexual... And that, let's say, for example, Harry Osborne was actually homosexual. Doesn't that kind of change the context of that whole? Oh my God, this is. <laughs> well, like I said, we t- we get to a point where we're so far from the the, the default or what we have known as Spider-Man, where it's just unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. In my but opinion, I mean, us that, folks that... are being cis norm Neanderthals, but <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's very on PC. I would think to say it's that starting it's to feel very... like we're an audio tumbler. Yeah. It's very PC to say, oh, it, it's, Spider-Man should be everything, etc. But I don't think that I, I don't know. Well, I don't think that idea would be sell to the masses as well. Well, I mean, it's and then also you go. Well, the one thing you could get away with is the fact that it is an adaptation. It's not the actual. You're not taking. Exactly. You're not taking a literal, literally something from the comic book and translated to film. I mean, not that, that's right. never going to happen. In certain I, w- so, I will say this though, and this is important to note, yeah. um, that when you talked about actors going outside their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Jr. to say animals at any second. He didn't, <laughs> and I'm, I just want to—I want to applaud Jr. <laughs> for having resisted that. <laughs> well, I'd fallen asleep. That was the problem. <laughs> We're gonna hit you with a pan. Oh. All right. Uh, oh. Let's see, Ashley. We've got uh, Spider-Man is moving into the Baxter Building. What's up with that? Apparently, they're bringing things full circle from Spidey's origins when he was first trying to break into the Baxter building, and now he's just going to move in unhindered. There you Apparently, go. Apparently, and um, 
Yeah. Yeah, come the third volume of our, I believe, fourth reboot of Amazing Spider-Man, that being wow. the, the second within the past year. I think it's fourth volume, isn't it? Yeah, it is the fourth volume, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The but the third volume. issue. Did you say fifth, that's fact? Well, I'm, uh, well, technically, if you if you consider the Superior a true replacement of Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. No, no, because it was an Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, well, there's been four volumes, I mean, which is stupid. Just utterly stupid. Come on. Anyway, we're, we're held up on the, on the minutia. Go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyways, uh, Parker Industries is apparently uh, moving, you know, taking up shop in the former Baxter building, which um, apparently that's going to... Yeah, it doesn't tell us much about where the Fantastic Four currently is. I know... Um, They're in the hiding because they had a horrible movie. <laughs> so, so it's not come out till this thing's out on Blu-ray for six months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, things currently taken up with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but um, Reed and Sue, no idea what's going on with them. I guess we'll just have to stick with George's theory for now. But Human Torch will be making a reappearance in this issue where he apparently is upset that you know Spidey's managed to break into the Baxter Building successfully this time. And the human torch is messing with Medusa over in Is he still the sun? Uh, oh, he, for now, in Secret Wars, yes. <laughs> How is he menacing Medusa and he's the sun? Well, that's because this is after Secret Wars. I, I know, because he's hot. Oh, by the way, <laughs> like, like, he break, like he breaks from the center of the of the galaxy or of the solar system to come and knock on her door and be like, hey, oh, Medusa, what's up? We, by the way, oh. by the way, guys, do you know what happened to the thing in Secret Wars? Oh, God. He's the shield, he's the shield wall. I'm out. Yeah. So. Right. Anybody, what do you think of uh, Peter moving into the Baxter building? Any any thoughts? I don't. Th- I don't understand this conflict that they're trying to set up with him and Tor- and um, you know, him and Johnny. It uh, feels this, a little forced. This this, uh, this conflict between Human Torch and Spider Man was really cool when it was 1995. And uh, it was Ben Riley in, in the Human Torch. Oh God, and, damn! You, you know, knew it was I mean, coming back to clones. <laughs> it's always coming back to clones, man. But no, it's, it's, this is this is so stupid. I mean, how many times has a solicitation actually been uh, correct? You know, actually describe what happens in the issue without it when it's trying to be intentionally controversial. The answer is never. So um, you know, nobody should be making a huge deal out of this. Let's uh, wrap the show up with this one article that I found uh, online. I'm looking at it on our front page. This one's been shared 78 times. So thank you for sharing it all over the Internet. Uh, Zach, take me through this about Carnage. Okay, so a 20-year-old named Timothy King of the U.K. (laughs) thought that he was uh, Carnage. <laughs> he thought he was Seems actually. Legit. He, he thought he was actually after after getting apparently taking PCP while simultaneously reading uh, Maximum Carnage, which is apparently the only way you can enjoy that story. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no late, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Very nice. Well <laughs> he evidently uh, started hearing Carnage's voice inside his head, and uh, that told him to try to go on a mass killing spree. No, no, oh, no, no! Fire, fire! <laughs> wow! No, I think he did not kill anybody. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, I escalated. Flame out at there at the end, Maverick. Oh, nice use of the word flame. There you go. You know, uh, 
I was I was making a joke. Anyway, uh, so anyway, he decided to uh, <laughs> because Carnage was telling him that he needed to set his house on fire, which would be counterproductive <laughs> for Carnage, considering one of his weaknesses is I don't know fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if Carnage wasn't in the house. He was the dude. What? It's like burning down. Well, I guess yeah. Technically, he would be in the house. Never. It's it just to show that he and play me some Skinnerd while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be playing Skinnerd? Did you not see the uh what was that what was the uh what was the was your, crossover I'm talking about when C- Carnage died and he was a good guy and he had to have Skinner play that was monument. Yeah, he had to play God. he wanted to request yeah. uh, Leonard Skinner uh, Leonard Freebird yeah. at his uh at his yes. memorial. Play Freebird cuz Carnage likes his I want a gold statue with the Confederate flag wrapped around it. That that yeah, his thing too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's what my reference was. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> So apparently he also wrote a note saying that Cletus Cassidy made him do it. So after smoking the PCP, after reading Maximum Carnage, he decided to write a, a, a note basically saying that Carnage Cletus Cassidy made me do it. And he puts a smiley face at the end just to make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't some smoking and drinking of Mary Jane, uh, smoking, um, smoking Mary Jane and drinking alcohol. No, I seriously think it was PCP or some hallucinogen that uh, caused him to actually snap and try to set his house on fire in, in the UK of all places. Let's open this up. What do you think of Carnage whispering to kids in the UK, gang? <laughs> this guy's just that sounds terrifying. Flotsam. Yeah, what were you saying, Jr.? This guy's just human flotsam. I mean, he's just. <laughs> Oh, and, and what's better about this whole thing is that he forgot to he forgot to take the battery out of the smoke alarm, so the rest of the residents were alerted to his, to his devious plan. He could have been a murderer if that didn't happen. Exactly. So now he, yeah, he now he's in prison for two and a half years. That it'll probably be like, I don't know. Maybe he'll meet the actual Cletus guy. He's going to the happy home for a little while. I'm, I'm disturbed Man. here. This could have gone really badly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Of all the of all of the you know comic book characters to have talking to you, that's not really a good one. Who would be with. a good character to whisper in your ear? This is I'm curious. This is Captain America. Well, what what Captain? Cap- comic book characters are whispering in your ear. I mean, <laughs> you could, yeah, Brad's like, what? They what character do you want whispering in your ear? And Zach's like, Captain America. <laughs> 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 Go be strong for America. Son. You want to read a haiku, America. Zach? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to write that. Flesh is flesh, my man. <laughs> flesh is flesh, skin is skin. Yeah, <laughs> it's I all good. Justice is the What What would you do if you started hearing goblins in your Jr. <laughs> Since when does Jr. not hear goblins in his ear? Do you hear goblins now, Jr.? He's <laughs> <laughs> winding up. I'm, I'm just. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> He's the only one that can actually say that, come, too. Come on. Uh, now, my question, what would you do if goblins started whispering in your ear? Probably punch a guy. <laughs> I'd probably punch somebody in the face and be thankful it wasn't Banshee. Ashley, what would you do if Silk whispered in your ear? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where did you find this news story, Douglas? Really? Why are these questions relevant? What the hell is this? Just answer them. <laughs> and this is the guy who wanted the show to move along quickly. Like a pro. All right. What, what would you do if Black Cat whispered in your ear, Mike? You get really excited. Uh, I don't like <laughs> that question. Well, hold well, on. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> He's listening. 
<laughs> I'm listening right now. What, what, what is she saying? Tell me. <laughs> Drink your oval team. Uh, make a milk bath. Oh, oh, <laughs> Hop in. God, <laughs> okay, actually, Black Cat's whispering in your ear. What, what is she saying? Uh, it's time to wrap this up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's what I wanted. There you go. Very good. 